Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Red Light Hockey Podcast. I'm Liam. We got Jake the Snake with us, and we got Paul the Paul. No, man. no. Okay. Anyway, what's going on, gentlemen? How is everybody doing tonight? Not we're going to talk you. about the not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. And we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about free agency. We're going to talk about trades. It's going to be a good night. Indeed. Very so much so. What, what's new with you, Paul? How you doing out there in uh, in Beantown? Pretty decent. How about yourself? I'm not doing bad at all. I'm not doing bad at all. And Mr. Jake the Snake, how you doing there in the big gap? Can't complain. I don't know why I call it the big gap. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, we'll start with the draft. Uh what's everybody's opinion on the draft? We'll start off with uh Jake. We'll start off with what do you I think mean, about that? People would think it'd be a surprise that the Habs would go off the board, but I knew from the start that they weren't picking Shane Wright. Same here. Same here. You just got to think it's not on the Habs track record to draft like that. So I, I don't know. They'll go with the, uh, <laughs> the guy that they think is more ready. You mean know. it's not in their history to draft smart? <laughs> or keep their draft. As a Leaf fan, I can't talk um, to Garask and shit, but like, you know. I mean, yeah. fair enough. In this case, at least the Habs aren't the only team that skipped on a right. So if right just blows up and makes everybody else look stupid, which he will, be, he, he's be, he, like he. The only thing, like with that, like he's going to be playing ice time in Seattle. Like he's going to be seeing top, probably six minutes. Yeah, I want to say yeah. maybe like first power play, second line. You know what I mean? Type shit. Yeah. Um. But, like, in Montreal, he wasn't going to get that. So, he wouldn't have strived as much as Slav probably will. So Oh, no. They, they would have given him that in Montreal. They'll give that to Slavkovsky in Montreal because that's yeah, what they do. They're, they, not, they're not they the same player. Push. No. The other guys, like, the, the guy that they drafted there, Slav, he, he, he's more built than right is, I think, for Montreal's style of play. I agree. Especially, you know, with the new system under St. Louis and all that stuff. And, uh, It'll be interesting what they do with them next year. At first, I was worried when they picked Slavkowski over right because I know they need a second-line center. However, later on, before Wright got picked, when they went out and traded for Kirby Doc, I was okay with the, them picking Slavkowski. Now they've got a big six-foot-four second-line center who will – a potential, potentially second-line center for uh, basically Alexander Romanov and a third-round pick. Um, or two third round picks. Sorry, I like that trade. That was a good. I trade. do, I do, and especially now the fact that Romanov is probably going to be signing in the KHL. Really? Yeah, I came out like two days after the like after the draft, like uh, Scar or however you say it, offered him a contract, and apparently he's he's con- considering it very strongly. Uh. Well, I find it weird that they robbed the Islanders in that draft. And then they, they themselves got robbed in the other. Well, I don't know that they got robbed. Like I think the 13th pick for Kirby doc was Is fair. Worth trade. It. Still worth yeah. It. yeah. Like, like, I don't know. like he's had injury issues. Yes. But Maybe in a, in a new team. And under He's new... also had development issues in Chicago. He hasn't developed as fast as they want him to. Right. But also Chicago had, had, had a ton of problems, right? So maybe under a new, hey, new coaching system, a new system, he'll have better luck. We'll they see. had all the problems that they still did, and Alex Dabrinkit turned out to be a good player. So, Yeah. Artemi Panarin originates from Chicago as well. Yeah. Like yeah, they, but, Panarin, but Panarin was still good before he came over, though. You can't really put, put yeah. Panarin in that basket. Panarin came over at like 25. But still, there's guys that have come out of Chicago that... Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Dominic Kubalik, uh three years ago broke... I think it was three years ago, broke out and became 
a decent NHLer. So yeah. So I mean, we'll see what happens with with uh, with Kirby Doc. I think it's a it's a high risk, potentially high reward uh, turn of events. But the ba- the basic trade was Romanov for Kirby Doc. Can't forget the 13th overall pick. Because yeah. That's at least the way I see it. And I think especially the fact now that Doc's has said or well, is confirmed he's going to be working with uh, Vinny LeCavalier on on how to play at that size because LeCavalier was the same size and he was a young center, came in the league around that time, around that age. So I think LeCavalier will help him a bunch with that. I'm hoping for it. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's kind of the Sofkowski thing. And then he also drafted Philip Massar at 26 from Montreal. Kid looks good. I think he's. I think he's gonna come over to the OHL and just kind of slowly develop that way. Um, other than that, though, for Montreal's first round, I'm I'm happy with the trades they made in the draft. Um, we'll kick it over to you, Paul. You can break down the Devils, uh, Simon Nemich, and uh, talk about that if you want. Uh, yeah, the Devils also didn't pick Shane Wright. As you said, they picked Simon Nemich, uh, right shot defenseman, which they need, they need, and he should be, uh, he should develop, well, he should be NHL ready a lot sooner than most of the guys in this draft. So that helps them a lot. Also, uh, so, so, uh, they're both from... Slovakia. Yeah. Slovakia. Yes, I can't speak apparently. Which first time ever, I believe one two has from been from Slovakia. It is. Yes, it is. Which is exciting. Which, yeah, it's very cool to see uh, the lower hockey uh, countries developing star players like that. I wouldn't put that as a lower hockey country, just because Slovakia is a very young country as a whole. Yeah, but they're always... not they're not a top one. They're not like Canada, Russia, US. Right. So it they're lower than they're not the top six. It's no. an off the board country. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they used to always be they used to be always Czech like well, they were Czechoslovakia for a long time before they split. Yeah. Now it's Czechia and Slovakia. So I feel like that also had a large play because there's there's a lot of good Czechoslovakian players that came out of the league. But they were actually Slovakian or Czech, depending on where they were born, right? Yeah, that's fair. But still, it's nice to see that. Yes, I agree. Very, very nice. He should I, I fit in. Coo- I, I can see Cooley playing in Arizona too next year. But he's not. Right? No, he wants to finish college. That's I right. keep going on the fence about it. I, I keep going back and forth. I, I just think he needs to, you know, he, he's going to go perform in front of a college crowd in their arena next year. So, I mean, Why not that's the experience. The right? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I guess you brought it up right there, Jake. Logan Cooley going to Arizona. What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I'm surprised they didn't pick Shane Wright. Shane Wright was available, but they went with Cooley. I think they see Bedard next year, and they're like, nah, we'll go with Cooley. Mm, that's fair. I, I, my my thought is, like, I was listening to, to the radio today. It was uh, TSN Toronto I was listening to. So it was in Montreal Station. They were talking about it, and they were saying that they see shades of Jack Eichel and Shane Wright. Really? Apparently, apparently that's a lot of the reason why he might have got skipped by uh, one, two, and three. A little bit demanding. Yeah. Yeah, apparently a lot of, like, Jack Eichel. He kind of saw it. He stared down the Canadians' team, right? Yeah. That was, he like was a big thing. He was pissed. You could see it. They kept showing him, and he did not look happy when he was falling. So I, I wonder... I wonder if that might be kind of the reason why, like maybe there's something that he said in the draft interviews to those teams that kind of made him. But I remember, question. I remember when Montreal drafted Cockney Emmy instead of Philip Zadina. 
Oh, and then was... Ottawa turned around and drafted Brady Kachuk right after. Or was it right before? I don't remember. I don't it was remember right after. Went. It was right after. Yeah. And then Detroit was like, well, I guess we'll draft him. <laughs> Basically, right? So yeah. this, that's kind of what happened here. Yeah, but like... And then Except Zadina... Zadina wasn't first overall, right? In his draft, like he was... Like, I think he was, was gonna projected go second. Yeah. yeah. And he dropped to like sixth? Fifth. Or, fifth. Yeah, fifth. Six. Six. It was sixth, yeah. Yeah, Detroit yeah. got him at six. And then Zadina is also turning out to not be the greatest player who's projected to be, right? So he, he had not yet. a year last year. Not yeah. yeah, he's he's still young and it's gonna take him a while, but he's I think he's gonna turn into a good player. Ironically enough, a check was taken at six as well this year. Yeah, David Yuri checked. <laughs> yep. By Columbus. I like that kid. He's gonna be good. He is going to be good, but I I keep saying he's the best defenseman in this draft, but I think Simon Nemec apparently is, but eh, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Time, time will tell. Um, the one pick I wonder a little bit about is Cutter Goatee to, to Philadelphia. I want to hear your guys' opinion on that one. I don't know. Pure hockey name. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's all I got. Paul? That came out of left field to me. I Philly could have draft or traded down to get him, so I don't know why. But then again, Philly hasn't done much lately in the intelligence department. So, Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, uh, if I if I'm a Flyers fan, I'd be so angry now. As I I don't know. I, I keep like, saying that Montreal is the most frustrating team and Chicago is the dumbest team. Philadelphia has got to be one of the more confusing teams in the league. I think it's I, I have something. Thank you guys after your opinion on it after the podcast, because I don't want to like have you guys have to cut anything. So I will come back to this whole, like it's something with, with like the Chicago Blackhawks and like their whole, why are they selling everything? Like, is this a rebuild or like what's going on? Here it's, is what I think a, Chicago is doing. Go ahead, Paul. I was going to say it's a blatant tank to get Connor Bedard. It is what Toronto did a couple of years ago, but to the extreme. And it's the what, problem is they don't. Well, have, like, no, they're they're reversing what they did. What Toronto did. Toronto traded their old guys with contracts. Dion Phaneuf, Phil Kessel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Chicago is not like doing that. Toronto yes, kept Chicago. JVR and Bozak and stuff like that. Like you, you keep Debrinket, you keep Doc, you trade Kane, you train, you trade Taves. You know what I mean? Like I mean, they're going the Toronto route of selling everything, literally. Yeah, like, because that's what they're doing, right? Chicago so, is doing exactly what Chicago did to get Kane and Taves. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're completely tanking to get Bedard. That's what I think they're doing. No, it's not. It's not what you think. It's it's obvious. It's very yeah, obvious yeah. what they're doing. They're completely tanking, and they're and they're trying to get Bedard to basically the same way they went to get Kane because they got Kane because they already had Taves. The problem is, like Jacob system. said, and like we've said since these moves have been made, the guys that they've gotten rid of are guys that you build around. The, I know uh, it's the Brinkett, Doc. You build around those guys. You just let Dylan Strom go for nothing and you didn't even give him a qualifying offer. I mean, he's a guy that you could not, he's not a focal point, but he is a, he probably could have been a mid six guy when you guys are back to form. My question is who's running the team? Is it the GM or is it the owner? Because that owner is known to be very handsome. I have no clue at this point. Because I feel like no GM is this ridiculous. Well, the GM right now is new, Kyle Davison. Yeah, but I mean, like... And he's 33. So is he doing what he... Like, is he building his own right away? Is he like, I don't want to take this five-year approach and not have my guys. I want to get my guys right away who I want. He Scotty Bowman left the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of your message there straight rebuild my guys i want my guys people who want to build into my system 
Yeah. Yeah. If not, hit the road. Because he was the intern GM. Did they? Did he make the trade for? Let's see. His first trade was. Was uh, it Duncan Keith? It was no. It, his first trade was uh, Malcolm Subban to Buffalo for future considerations on December 2nd. So he wouldn't have been there for the Keith or the uh, Seth Jones trade. So I I don't know how, but you may see Seth Jones getting traded as well. Well, he traded was rumor. it was it was rumored, right? Yeah. He also traded yeah. Brandon Hagel, who is another guy that while not being a focal point, probably could have been a third line guy that they, they got a lot for him too. Yeah. They they uh, did, yes. But both picks are top ten protected, so from Yeah, well, I mean the one that they're getting is gonna be or the one that they got, I guess. Right? Uh no, they got two first round picks for it. Yeah, so the one from this year and the one from next year. No, 2023 and 2024. Oh, was it? I thought it was this year or next year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they, which I don't understand that from Tampa, but this year's first round pick, I think they traded last year. Yeah, they traded to Columbus for Seth Jones. No, no, like this year's first round pick from Tampa. I mean, oh, yeah, no, uh, Tampa has it. They drafted, they drafted, yeah, they they picked Isaac Howard. Huh. So I, uh, I I don't know. Maybe they were planning on maybe not even making the playoffs this year. <laughs> I, but I, then they wouldn't. You know what I mean? Or they just they like the draft class. Who knows? Because this year's draft class, like, there's no really big superstars in it, but I feel like there's a lot of really good. Like it's it's a very deep draft, but there's no like big name. Every- Every year, everybody's like, oh, there's no real superstars in this draft. And then six years from now, we're like, well, look at this. Who came out of here? Yeah. But everybody is like, oh, next year's draft is really deep. You got to watch for that. And then like every, I, I don't, I don't like that, but. You're right. You're right. I, yeah. Um. This draft is really deep, I think. I think this one is I agree. Deep, but well, that, that, that's my opinion, too. This draft is actually genuinely deep. Like, look at the Montreal's second-round picks they got. Um, Lane Hudson, he looks good. He looks friggin' good. I don't know if, you, don't know if you've seen any of the videos uh, from the Montreal camp at all. Like, probably not, because you're not a big Habs fan. I've but, heard of him uh, from others that he's that they really like him. <laughs> He looks good. His only issue is his size. He's not the biggest man for defenseman, but he's going to be a good offensive defenseman, I think. And he's a right shot guy. So I'm excited for him to develop. Um, which that's why he dropped because of his size, which is um, right. He and could be the steal of the second round because of that. I think so too. And, and like the new Habs management to have been very clear in the fact that they want to let players develop and they're going to let them take their time. They're not going to rush players anymore. So well, they have hey, no we'll more see about pay. that. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see, but again, they've they've made it very clear. Like they hired like at the at the prospect camp there to the development camp. They had 14 yeah. coaches on the ice. Well, smart. So they have like specific coaches for every position. And like it used to be that you have like three coaches for like you have one coach for 14 guys at a time. Now you have one coach for every three guys. So it's a lot more in depth, and like they're working more on individual skills, and like a lot of like the uh, older ex players, like um, the Cavalier, even Marie de Poulain, who's there, all said that like the training they were doing is a lot, a lot harder than what they ever seen they did in their careers. And Marie de Poulain, because she's still playing, actually took all the drills and shit. She's gonna make the women do it <laughs> in their uh, pre in their pre uh, camps and all that stuff. So I have hope. It's going to be a – they are rebuilding. Like, like, it's not – but the first thing about this rebuild is they have to get rid of all the old Bergevin contracts to, to carry on with the rebuild, right? So, Just admit it. The was garbage it, that deals that they've signed. Was that, was that intentional to carry on? What do you mean? 
Well, the carry price. on from carry price. Oh, yeah. no, I haven't noticed I did that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's the next thing that Montreal has to decide on. Yeah, well, it's not even Montreal, right? right? Like, what they're waiting on is Carey Price to tell them what, what he's doing. Because, like, if he's done and he's injured and he can't play anymore, then, okay, that's one thing. But if he still wants to play, that's another thing, right? And, like, he told them that he would decide between now and in October. Maybe even November. Season starts, what? In September of October, the thirteenth, I think, is opening night Montreal Toronto. But like, my point is, like, Carey Price, like, basically, their hands are tied for him until he decides what he wants to do. Well, I think that if he plays again, he's going to play for another team. Right, that's what I've been saying too. Because, like, I don't think the thing is 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 he going to be healthy? That he's going to be healthy is if he wants to play, he's going to go to a contender. Do Montreal think that they're in a position to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals against a team like Colorado or a team like Edmonton, Calgary, and right. beat them? Right? right. Like, do even, they even think look that? At any team? Yes. No. They no, think they, that. No, they don't. Should they? I think the Habs think that this is a one-year thing, and they'll go back to no contending. Oh hey. come on. If they don't After, have Terry Price in nets and if he's not playing like he played during the playoffs against Toronto and Winnipeg and then Vegas and even against Tampa, there's no shot Montreal. Like, who, who, who's in their net? Who's in their net? Exactly. No, but like, like, like I said, who's, like, who's on defense? No, <laughs> no. A pair, Paul, Paul. bag of to your point, potatoes. To your point of your, of your thing here, of what you're saying that Montreal thinks it's one of your things, they do not because today in – in Kent Hughes' press conference, he said this is a rebuild. So then Carey Price is going to get traded then. So it's if he wants to retire or not basically at this point. Exactly, but... If this is a rebuild, they can't bring in Caden Gooley. They they can't do that. They can't ruin these young players. So sign guys, sign veterans for cheap. and They can't. Montreal has no cap. They have to move Mike Hoffman. Exactly. They and have move, to move Petrie. Or move Hoffman. Move Anderson. Get guys on cheap veteran oh, no, no. Keep, minimum keep, deals. Keep Anderson. Keep Anderson. If, if you're looking to move cap, like it's Carey Price's contract is the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it frees up so much cap space. Right. And, and the, yeah, and the but they're going to have to eat some of it. Yeah, but even if they have to eat 25%, it's still only like, what, 2.5 mil? Oh, they yeah. have to eat more than that. I don't think so. And and the thing is, like, like hear me out here. Because he's going to get traded to, like, Arizona whenever Arizona's going to have a fucking wicked-ass well, team after next season. L- last like, year, Gooley almost made the team in camp. Like, he was that good. He just – he got he was the last last player to get cut. Yeah, he and got cut for Romanov. Right. So that's and then what what's going to happen when the next guy comes up behind Cooley or Gooley and then – Gooley gets traded off. The problem well, is also if you bring in Caden Gooley, he's immediately your number one defenseman. I think what they do this year is they have Edmondson be the number one defenseman. He's going to have Gooley. to be. Ed, yeah, so they have Edmondson in the first pair. They play him with Barron. And then the second pair, they'll do Gooley and Savard. So wait, so wait Go- instead of your solution to not putting Caden Gooley on first – the first pair is putting Justin Barron on first pair. Yeah. Like you're going to, okay. So the like opening, opening night, oh, opening night, you have Edmondson and Barron against Matthews Marner and uh, Bunting with Morgan Riley and like Timothy Lilligren on defense or some shit like that. With, the thing and then is, you're, like, you're going to have Jake Allen sitting in between the nets. Like, oof. like the thing is, though, like, the thing is, you can't you can't put two rookies together, right? So you're going to put a rookie and a veteran, a rookie and a veteran. No, but it, veteran. if you are rebuilding, then yes, you can put two rookies together. Your your point is not to win games, is to get practice, not not to put guys out there and watch them burn in the fire. Like your offensive guys are going to shine. Like Suzuki's going to play well, and Anderson's going to play well, and and uh, Cofield's going to play well. Like all those guys are going to play well for sure. Petrie's yeah. going to put up points. Like you know what I mean? Like he had a down season, shit. But oh, Petrie, if if he's still there. You're, he is. The, Montreal is not willing to give up any picks to to give up his contract. So that's and what like, teams I, I want. And I don't blame them. Like he's, he's still a valuable player. His contract's on a fair deal. And like 
the only reason they want to look what's his contract six million a year for three years four six six point two for three more years you have to send a pick to move that yes. why why because it's not good and he's how old he's 34 he's still he's still a decent player and no, the thing he had is one good year in montreal overpaid for him yeah and no, then he, last year yeah. he sucked until he was like well i guess i'm stuck here so i might as well play decent well that's the thing right like montreal's like they, they said clearly like they 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 like him on defense and like he's not like a terrible player right now so until a team pays what we think he's worth we're not going to get pay rid of him because we're not trying to trade him so what's he, wants, he worth he wants to get traded but like they're not going to give him away for free either but what's much what's he worth because matt murray was traded for future considerations so oh. was max patcheretti traded for future considerations so i don't yeah. think that jeff petrie holds too much weight whatsoever i'd say petrie is worth like a third or a fourth i would yeah say montreal's not montreal's not willing to give a third or a fourth no no like like they don't, they don't give a pick with them. They get a back and forth for them. No. You, you give a third for them and you say thank you for the cap space and then you sign two more defensemen who are going to fit into your one or your two, three or your two, four spots. So you can also, at least stop the damage a little bit. Earlier, you said that they're not rushing players anymore. If you put Justin Barron on the first pair, that's rushing him. He's going to get lit up. And then Montreal's yeah, gonna end up trading him like they did Sergachev, and then he's gonna end up winning two back-to-backs on the cops. Like they'll trade play- him for Pierre Luc Dubois and say you're a center again, and he'll be this. <laughs> <laughs> he played. He played. Uh, he played first pair when since the trade deadline last year. Yeah, no, but Montreal were eliminated since like December. And how the- did he honestly look in that? In those games, in those Off five end? games, it was one for five games. It was five games he played. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, well, from the games I saw, he actually looked pretty good. He had, uh, didn't two he like didn't like two pucks go off his skate in the same game going to the net against like Toronto or something? No. Yes. No. <laughs> he played okay. two games for Colorado. He was no points across the board. Played five games for Montreal. Got one goal, one assist. Not horrible, but what's his plus minus? Minus two. Those are those two goals that went off his legs. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't that bad. You can't throw a 20-year-old on the – that's – no. It's too small of just, a sample size. What's just, that in an 82-game season? Okay, so you start him off in the first pair, or you or maybe you start him on the third pair then, or second pair with Julie. No, you start them on the third pair. You play your veteran guys because the veteran guys are going to be your shutdown guys. You're going to have to play Edmondson and Petrie. So you do Edmondson and Weidman. Yeah, I'm assuming Edmondson and Weidman. I'm assuming Petrie's gone. So Why so do you assume pair- that Petrie's gone? And why do you keep assuming that they're going to get something in return for him? Montreal's trying to get rid of his contract. Or, you know, you start Barron in the AHL. Or you start Barron in Nets. Maybe that works too. No. So the smart thing would be to place Justin Barron in the AHL and maybe Gooley on third pair. Yes, I agree. But who who do you play on the right side? You got Savard, you got Weidman. Savard, Petrie, and Weidman. Okay. Okay. Your your (laughs) the point isn't to win this year. The point is exactly to just not like suffer too much that people are throwing jerseys on your, your your you know what i mean like you're gonna finish you're trying to finish last right you're trying to get Connor bedard you're and trying to do like on, you did this year and then on left side you got gooley edmondson and harris probably or sign someone if you can trade anybody if you can trade a heavy yeah. contract sign someone well contracts like i don't know or if you put price on ltir i'm sure you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah. sure the start of the season he's going to be on LT. If you get any money whatsoever available, then just sign a veteran a defense guy. Man. Yeah, anyway. like whoever whoever's left over. Like there's honestly, so many whoever's left over. There's so many bad contracts in this team. It's ugh. But no, like, yeah, I mean, like the Mike Hoffman contract was just it blew my mind. Yeah, 
That's probably the worst one, I think. Hoffman's bad. I'm still saying Anderson's bad. You all are me. Gallagher, bad. the Gallagher one came back and bit them in the ass. The Petrie one came back and bit them in the ass. I think the I think the Armia like the the worst ones in my opinion are Hoffman Armia and Byron. The Byron one was pretty bad. Like Byron's not worth three three and a half. Armia at least with the three point four you can put that on the third line and say well it's not horrible. Yeah, and you can play him on the power play and penalty kill, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he he's a he's a role guy. Like that's you don't look at positions like you don't look at stats for that. You look at positions and you look you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The other but, things you got to look for. That's enough Montreal talk. I think everybody's going to get sick here about Montreal. Let's uh, tell me about it. Let's talk about the Leafs. What are your what's your uh, grade for the Leafs so far, Jake? I thought we were done talking about depression. What the hell happened? I, I the, the Leafs in my eyes are the exact same as they were last year. Maybe a bit more worse. physical. No, maybe a, I, I don't see them as worse. You know, when they signed Zach Bogosian. I wasn't the biggest fan of it at first, like not this year, like obviously a couple years ago, right? But I, I, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But then he turned out to be really good. Toronto's yeah. defense right now, really good. Like, you know what I mean? They have a top, they have t- six guys who are really good, and then they signed Mete today, so that's and also Jordy good. Ben. Jordy Ben, yep, seven hundred and fifty k easily put on waivers or even traded maybe for future picks or considerations, whatever that might be, you know, and uh, you know, they have also those bottom six guys and up front that they also added. Mete, you're going to next year is going to be in Winnipeg. No. Yeah. No, he, every... he only goes to the Eastern Canadian teams. No, it's because every season he goes one, one Eastern Canadian team farther West. So he started in Montreal, and then he went to Ottawa. Now Toronto's a little bit farther west. He's making his way across oh, yeah. Canada. That's, that's true, yeah. <laughs> he's making his way across Canada. Next year he's going to be in Winnipeg, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what? I kind of like him in Winnipeg, too. But no, uh, all, all jokes aside, um, Mete, he's a good possession player. Like He's good at skating around in the neutral zone with the puck and then not doing anything with it. I think that's going to be different with Toronto, though, because they're going to teach him. Because Toronto has a system, right? Like, you see them pass the puck. Like, they, they're, they're a possession team. I think Mete is going to fit in because Montreal wasn't a possession team. They were, like, pass the puck up the ice and skate, basically, right? Yeah. Toronto's not that. Toronto's pass the puck back to the defenseman, get the puck moving, entry with the puck, not dump and chase, you know. Kind of like what Montreal's trying to become now, understandably. What? Yeah. Kind of what San Luis says he wants the team to become now. Oh. I still don't know about Montreal. <laughs> we could argue a whole episode of just that. Because, like, this year, it's this, the year that they actually showed how bad they were. The, I know they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals that year, but they were the last team to make it. They made it by the, the ends of their fucking teeth. And... Carey Literally Price by stole one point. them three, and yeah, and Carey Price stole them three series. Yep. So if the night that the NHL stopped, Buffalo was supposed to play that night, and if they would have gotten one point, Montreal would have been out, and Buffalo would have gotten that spot. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I think there's still more stuff to be to be unearthed in Montreal, but uh, yeah. No, Victor Mete, I think he's going to fit good in Toronto. I also think Jordy Ben's going to fit that if they get rid of Jake Muzzin, that's kind of like physical presence, at least on defense, because Lubushkin also left to go to uh, Vancouver. Go. No, no, he went Lubushkin. to Buffalo. 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 Yeah. Right. I like Lubushkin, but he wanted too much. He posted that weird picture of him in like his cottage or something. I, uh, I, anybody, anybody else see that? No, I missed that one. I was going to say, I think if... uh, I was going to say, I think if the Leafs move uh, Muzzin, I think we're going to get a more physical side out of TJ Brody, and he'll kind of fill that because he's not... He doesn't show it often, but he can. And when he does, it's not... He doesn't put himself in bad spots. 
I don't know what Toronto's going to do on defense this year because they have Riley. And then last year, they liked Brody Muzzin. They played that a lot. And then they had Giordano Liliagren, which was really good. But yeah. then who's replacing Labushkin beside Riley? Sandin's not signed yet. I'm Are assuming they gonna maybe try Jordy be, Ben. I'm assuming it would be Morgan Riley and Liliagren, Gio, uh, Brody, uh, Rasmus, uh, Sandin, and then um, if Muzzin goes, yeah, then it would be Victor Miet with Jordy mm-hmm. Ben as a seventh. But if Muzzin is still there, then I'm not sure what they would do. Well, like, I, I, for some reason, I just feel like Sandin's going to move because they just signed two defensemen. So someone's on the move. Right? Yeah. Because they have too many right now. Obviously, Giordano's going to play. You know, they might give him rest. So there is a seventh defenseman position up for spot. Like, that's going to go either to Mete or, Gir- or uh, Ben, in my opinion. And it's just yeah. going to see if it's Sandine, what Toronto, maybe what other offers he might get from other teams. You know what I mean? Toronto might say, okay, yeah, you can take him if he's a second round or a first rounder. You know what I mean? But I think Toronto want to sign him for a round what they got Lilligren for, which is like two at 1.8 or something. I think it'd be smarter for the Leafs, and I've heard this, if they move Muzzin because of the cap hit. And and like I said, you he's still, he's more serviceable than... Uh, Jeff Petrie for sure. Um, and I feel like you could get a similar deal to what Ryan McDonough got. Yeah. Cause you can, I think that there is value in Muzzin from what he like puts in. He still can be offensive. Yeah. He's not afraid to join the rush. He's not afraid to throw the body around. Like he had concussion problems last year, but like he came back and like played decently after he came back from injury. He struggled a little bit with Justin Hall, but I think Hall had a really bad season this year. Really bad. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about Hall. Damn. They got him, too. Yeah. Right? I I think that it's because I just keep thinking that Hall is already out the window. Yeah. So there's so many teams looking for right side defensemen, and he is only like at a $2 million or $3 million cap hit. Like they can get rid of him, and then Toronto then has more cap space, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's and he's only on one year. So if they, oh no, wow, that's very interesting. I keep forgetting. Like Toronto, I can see maybe Toronto trading Justin Hall to like Edmonton, and then Edmonton shipping Tyson Berry to Ottawa for Connor Brown. Mate, well, Connor Brown's already gone. Yeah, he, he gone? went to Washington. Yeah, oh, he went to. Washington. I didn't even know. When did when was this? Yesterday, and all really? the craziness. Must have missed that. I pr- I probably posted in the group chat, but I flooded it yesterday. Yeah. Well, what, what was that trade anyway? Like, was it like what a Connor Brown for a third, or was it a second? Uh, it was. I'm just finding it now. Uh, thank you, Puck Empire on Instagram. Uh, for a second, he got traded to Washington for. Yeah. That's good. Speaking Connor of Brown's Washington, a good player. Speaking of Washington, what do you think of the Leafs goalie situation? <laughs> like I'll say like any other Leaf fan right now, I'll see it when I believe it. I'm I I'm excited more for Samsonov than I am for Murray. I don't know. I, I think be. Murray might bounce back this year because Murray's gonna start more of the games, I think. I opening think night, opening night, like it's gonna be Matt Murray in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then but Toronto I, play the next day against Washington Capitals, who's gonna mm. start against the Washington Capitals. Samsonov next night. Exactly. So, I think oh, he's going to get lit up in that game. But I don't know, though, because Toronto has an opener in Montreal and then their home opener is the next night. So they might give it to Matt Murray because Matt Murray is like the whole Toronto story, right? Well, depending on how Murray does, right? Well, I think maybe Samsonov starts against Montreal. Oh, they could go that route. Yeah. And then, you know, against Washington, who is arguably the better team. I don't know. I trust. I trust Samsonov. I really like him. I still think he could be a. He's going to be a starter. But oh, me too. He's going to be a good goalie. But like, I like the one year deal. Yeah. Safe. Toronto know what they have in Shalgren, and they know how to get rid of a contract, a goalie contract, right? 
So add in those picks. Yep. Yep. I I, uh, I I find it funny that all these Leafs fans are like a year ago. Jack Campbell's great. We loved, and now it's Jack Campbell sucks. Ha <laughs> Edmonton, you got no, screwed. I'm- I'm not saying that he sucks. Like Campbell got what no, he no, deserved. Not you, not you. I, I see it all on Twitter now that people are, how quickly it changed from Jack Campbell is our starter. Yes, we're happy. And then Jack Campbell sucks. Uh, that's that's paper fans. There, that's not real. Like it's like I hope that he does. It's kind of the same thing. Whenever Hyman signed there, people were pissed. But it's just because they decided to play for another team that's not Toronto. It just so happens to be the Edmonton Oilers who have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, now Jack Campbell, Zach Hyman. You know, Edmonton have a good team now. In Toronto think, West. Yes, but well, I think I think that they will be another contender. They'll make it back to the Western Conference final next year. Yeah, and uh, Campbell's Maybe. a big Campbell's a big upgrade over Mike Smith and Miko oh, Beachball. Yeah. Miko letting the beach ball cost him. But but again, then again, if Edmonton struggles out of the gate and Campbell struggles, Edmonton's overpaid. Like that's that I agree on. Jack Campbell, you're getting Jack Campbell, who is an emotional guy who takes a lot of the win- losses to heart. And if he doesn't have good, uh, like a good energy and a good like emotional state when he's there, especially at the beginning, it's going to be tough for the team. And it like, all depends if you're that's getting, how it was with Toronto. Yeah. It all depends if you're getting all-star Jack Campbell or if you're getting March this year, Jack Campbell. I and the thing is March. with Jack Campbell too is well, like because he's emotional, all that stuff. And Edmonton is a, a very northern city. In the winter, you don't get as much daylight, which also can make you a little more depressed. Yeah, but you could say that basically maybe about anything, but no, no, it's a proven fact. Though, like the less daylight you get in the day, the more, the more depression kicks in. So that might also affect his mental state too. The fact that you get like significantly less hours of daylight a day. I don't know. The- I think I think with five million dollar paycheck, I'm not stressing too much. I'll just, you know, I think I, I, I think just figured good- out why I have so much depression. That explains a lot. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> um. Moving along around the league, I want to talk about Ottawa, bitch, because Ottawa freaking blew my mind. Then we'll get into the Bruins. Or do you want to go? Actually, let's go to the Bruins first. Paul, what do you think of your Bruins? Oh, well, to recap day one and day two of free agency, the Bruins have done fuck all. And during <laughs> the draft, the Bruins did fuck all. So, hey, uh, I mean, that, that, uh, what's the latest that on Bergeron? Uh, the latest is that it hasn't moved from the last one. What's the latest on Krejci? He's uh, the latest news on Krejci is it hasn't changed from the last time <laughs> he's in uh, Boston, but I don't know what's going on with that. Well, isn't he there for a bachelor party or something? I have no clue. That's what I read. I read he was just there for a bachelor party. <laughs> it could have been. I, I, oh, no, him and Sweeney talk apparently. So there's that. Um. But, uh, yeah, the Bruins have literally. Well, no, they made a trade for Pavel Zadka, who's going to yeah. cost four million dollars, and they traded Eric Halla, who's on a team-friendly two point six, I think it is. But do you like Zadka's potential potential more? Oh, two point three. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> he's only on a one-year deal, right? No, he's a RFA. Zadka's. Oh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's probably why. Uh, and he's qualify him. Uh, they, uh, I believe, New Jersey did, so they didn't have to. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, he's a RFA right now. Uh, twenty-five years old. He had a career year, I believe, last season. Well, yeah, only thirty-six points, at, and he'll probably get it. Like I said, four million dollars. And Eric Halla is on a. One is on the second year of a two-year deal, so this is the last year of the deal, and he got oh 44 points last year. So explain so, that one. On Mandon. It's because Zadka played with Hall when they were in Detroit, and he wants to make Hall happy. That's what I believe. 
But did, did he have a good year at all? Well, he had his best year this year, so I'm assuming not. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't understand. I don't understand I your GM. I, it, no. Like, I feel like your GM's worse than Chicago. No, no, Chicago's no, no, it's no. not that bad. He's like, he's better than Bergevin, but not much better than Bergevin. Oh, he's better than Bergevin. Not much better, though. Bergevin signed Josh Anderson to a six year, what? whatever the hell it was, deal. So, why do you hate Anderson so much? <laughs> He also he also signed Petrie to a four year six point three. Yeah, he deal, also, right? and he signed no. uh, Joel Edmondson too to that deal, which isn't great. Edmondson's deal he, actually isn't that bad. He also signed oh, Brendan on. Gallagher's deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Edmondson's deal isn't that bad. He's like at three point four for like four years, and he's under he's under oh, thirty. And he also traded Mikhail Sergachev to Tampa for Jonathan Duran. I said you're a center. Yeah, <laughs> and Duran said, "Well, I'm not playing." Yeah, Duran said, I'm here and I'm depressed. I'm done. (laughs) Not to make light of depression. It is a a serious topic. We're not making fun of depression per se. Let's move on from... So yeah, to, to sum up the Bruins, they've done fuck all and they may not make the playoffs next year. They're in the in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Oh, they're not. Correction: that bad. They will not make the playoffs. They, they, they're not going to compete now. Like, look at Ottawa. Even like, well, I mean, like, also, good teams in the Atlantic Division. It's crazy. But like, every if you look at the team, Bruins, like half the team won't even be there for the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> like, got Mar- the injuries too. Yeah, so like that's what I mean. They're they're in the Bedard sweepstakes next year. I don't think they're that bad. No, they they're just there's not gonna have any players for the first half. Like they're not okay. that bad. They just don't have anybody. To me, the I don't even think but they're gonna finish that low. Hmm? To me, the Bedard sweepstakes, if you're in the top the bottom 10 worst teams, I don't think the Bruins are gonna get that far. I think no, the Mar- Bruins are gonna they're gonna like just be right outside the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably be I'll say seven points out of it. I would not wish Montreal's injury issues of last year on any team. Except for Boston, we know. Not even Boston. Like, that was as terrible as a fan. Because, like, you pay money to watch these superstars and, like, everybody's hurt. It's not fun. You can't even enjoy the game, right? Like, last year, it was the most man games lost to injury in NHL history. Imagine trying to be a wrestling fan right now, then, if you don't like injuries. No, but I mean, like, like you pay... (laughs) You as a fan, you pay all this money to go watch your, your favorite players, yeah. your, your star players. Yeah, I know, but like listen, look at like half the players played through so much in the playoffs, and then right. they weren't ready to start last year, and then they started right. last year. You know what I mean? Like you can't complain that you had so many injuries when your team made it to the Stanley Cup final no, no, the year I, before. I get that. I'm just saying like I wouldn't wish that most man games lost injury record on any other fan base ever. No, but I, you would it, wish a trip to the Stanley Cup Finals. Absolutely, but I'm, I'm sure saying, that 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 experience as a fan last year was much more delightful than the Leafs was for the last 55 years, right? So, like, you can just you know consider <laughs> yourself also, privileged a little bit as a Habs fan. Has it been confirmed or officially denied if Carey Price suffered a broken back from carrying that damn team? Is that why he was out the whole time? Is that what it was? Ha ha ha. All right, let's let's move on to another Canadian team. Uh, the Ottawa Senators just improving. Like, so here's what's going on in Ottawa. A little quick recap there. Or they became more. a tank in a good way. So they have a lot of prospects. And then they said, you know what? We're going to start competing. So they traded for Debrinkit. Boom, boom, boom. But the reason they're making all these trades and spending all this money is that, rest in peace, Eugene Melnick, he is not there anymore and his daughters took over and his life insurance paid all his gambling debt and they just gave the team a blank check. But to add to that, I think the biggest reason for this is the fact that they like decided they want to really increase the value because they're moving the team downtown to the Breton Flats and all that stuff, right? But also to include with that whole process going on, I believe the reason 
they're trying to really increase the team value so they can sell it for, for a lot more money. Do you that's, agree or disagree with that? That's not what I heard. What, what have you heard? I heard that the daughters are actually massive hockey fans and are getting are heavily in on conversations and are saying spend. They're giving free range. That's yeah, also so, what I heard. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like I heard the, they, they are they, got, they, they are apparently like yeah they are apparently apparently passionate hockey fans who want the team to succeed and are saying hey go get it done we support you fully and the GM is having he has fun coupons and is just handing them out to every team saying yeah here have one give me your best player I mean why not like yeah if you're allowed to spend the money why not spend the money right exactly. And, and especially now that the fact the team is moving to downtown Ottawa event in the next, what what is it, three to four years? Is that really how long it's going to take to build the arena? Jake, do you have you heard much about that? Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take, but that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so like, uh, that's going to be great, too. As soon as that's done, that's going to be a big revenue booster, too, because like it'll be able to sell out the games. This is and the first time yeah. I'm actually seeing I, I, the term and money to the Drew deal, and that is sweet. And like yeah, that, three years, six point five is pretty good. It's, it's not even like a, it's not even expensive, right? And like no the Brinket, and like the Brinket. Do you think he's going to resign in Ottawa? Uh, I think it will depend on how this season goes. If he, if it goes as well as everybody thinks it's going to, then yeah, I don't think I don't see why he wouldn't. Well, it's going to depend how much Stutzel wants for his contract. And then speaking of contracts, Norris has got a nice nice little ticket. Yeah, seven point nine. Seven point nine though. Nine, nine years or eight years? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. And they'll have Jake Sanderson coming up next year and playing for them, which he's a also, yeah. beast. Is is Lassie Thompson an inch already yet, or is he still kind of slowly developing? Slowly developing. Yeah. So they, they, they're, they're, I guess their I biggest mean, weakness is the right side on deep. They have Brian well, yeah, they uh Brand he's a left shot, but he plays on the right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh they can sure up the, well from what I've heard, they're in on Air or John Carlson for or John Klingberg for uh one year at a big mon- a medium money deal, decent deal. So if they get him on the right side for one year, if it works, great. Sign him to a two-year deal or a three-year deal. If it doesn't work, cut your losses. There you go. Taylor Hall strategy? Pretty much. Have any of you heard anything about the Eric Carlson thing that I was hearing talking to you guys about in the group chat? No. No. I heard there was one conversation that the uh the Ottawa said we will take him if you guys retain 50%, and the sharks laughed and said, Yeah, right. And then it yeah. moved on to them talking about burns. Okay. Because I and guess then obviously Burns went to Carolina. Yeah. Because like if if Carlson went back to Ottawa, that'd be insane. He if might Carlson... end his career there. I can see maybe if San like when he has like maybe two or th- one year left on his deal, San Jose will say yes, we'll retain fifty. Yeah. But not so at this not point. Now. Yeah. How many years does he have left on his deal? He five. has five. So Ottawa or San Jose, if they retain fifty percent to send them to Ottawa, they'd have to pay five point five point uh, seven five for five more years. You're not paying for a second possible second line player to play for another team. Yeah, the only thing that's there is that it's in the other conference. That's what they did with Burns, right? They traded him to the yeah the, the other coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I'm very excited to see how that turns out because this is the first time that Brent Burns will be playing a full year in uh, the East. Yeah. Carolina's scary. Carolina confuses me. I'm really excited to see Ottawa. If I'm a Sens fan, I'm excited. I know my wife. Yep. She's very excited. Like She's a Sens fan, so she's pretty excited about this. I'm already planning... I'm checking their schedule and seeing if I can make it up there for a game this year. Well, if you come up to, for a game, let, let us know. We can go together. Uh, I'll let Jacob know, but not you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, a Habs jersey. 
<laughs> like we should all go. Like if we should all wear our, we should all wear our red light hockey podcast shirts to the game. We'll have a uh, hats uh, jersey burning fire at the back of the oh, arena. <laughs> so mean. Because like Sam's tickets aren't that expensive, and we can all sleep at Jacob's house. Yeah. Well, I, I like that you're volunteering <laughs> Jacob's place, everybody. Well, he That's lives cool. closer. He lives closer than I do. No, I don't. Not to not to Canada. Don't you live in Don't you live in Gatineau? Yeah, exactly. I live in it, it still takes it still takes like fifty minutes for me to get out to the arena. It takes me an hour and a half. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it it's does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain and like argue with this, Liam. It's it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I will tell me you... that you drive the speed limit on the 417. I do, I drive 130. <laughs> I'll just figure out where the team stay and I'll book a hotel that there. That's fine. Um yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it's but yeah, no, Ottawa there... excites me. There's a since the schedules come out, I've already been looking at it and looking at a couple of places of where I want to go. Ottawa is definitely one of them. Detroit, after all the moves they've made lately, uh, Columbus. I would love to see Columbus play again this year. I don't know if in Columbus, but I wish in Columbus because I've been there before and it was very nice. I want to go to Columbus just to hear the horn. It, yeah. Okay. The cannon scared the shit out of me the first yeah. day that we went. I was recording the uh, players coming out for pregame skate, and that thing goes off, and if you could see it in the video. I drop my phone. I fumble it. It's it's horrible. It's like the Johnny Gaudreau, like, ducking thing. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, going to have to get it's... used to it now. Oh, man. There's a reporter that I follow on Twitter, and every time she goes there, she's like, I'm just waiting for it out of nervous, anxious energy. <laughs> just go off, damn it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Um, it's gonna be a good year. I think hockey and like this is what I love about like the NHL, like because of the salary cap, there's so much parody in the league, and it's awesome. Yes. Well, ish. There's a lot and of parody. Or not. There's a lot of parody, and then there's Montreal. <laughs> So, and then there's Montreal. Exactly what I said. There's a lot of parody, and then there's Montreal and Chicago. And we'll Philadelphia. Put you, we'll put you over in the corner with the other redheaded stepchildren. Hey. What about the Flyers? <laughs> what about the Flyers? Uh, the Flyers are doing, they're juggling well on a tricycle. Can we actually talk about this, the Flyers, real quick? Like, this is the last thing I want to talk about before we end the show because we're kind of running long now. We're going for about an hour. What is going on in Philadelphia? Exactly what Goudreau. I said. They're juggling while riding around on a tricycle. They like don't Goudreau know what they're doing. Apparently, texted all his buddies back home. So, yeah, I'll sign up with the Flyers. I'm going to go with the Flyers. I'll sign up with the Flyers. And then Fletcher said, nah, I don't want to trade Jim, no. James Van Dreamsake. No. So, what happened was... Johnny was talking to them apparently and yeah. said, I will sign there, but I'm going to wait for you guys to move out cap. I want, I think he wanted to see how they did that. If it was uh Provorov or if it was um, the James buyout. Van Riemsdyk that they were going to do. I, I don't think they... the bio. No. Hurt, or, no, I don't think that hurt it. No, not that's what I'm like. I, I meant like maybe the the buyout was insinuating okay we're gonna free up some some cap space yeah and that's, then maybe Columbus came back with a bigger contract you know well the buyout of Oscar Lindbaum was in was the start starting process of moving out money for them to get Johnny and he thought okay so he'll see what they did and like I said I think he was waiting to see if it was Provorov or if it was Van Riemsdyk and who they moved out to get the money to sign him. And they he didn't see any movement, didn't see anything, and then he started taking other offers. And then Philadelphia came out and lied and said we were never talking to him. <laughs> Which yeah. is complete BS. Straight Lula Morello stuff. Yeah, it was horrible. Which I, feel like every- Fletcher, I feel like Fletcher is a bad GM. Like he did none. He did nothing in Minnesota when he was there. When did you con- come to this conclusion? Thanks for joining the rest of us. No, I just like <laughs> like 
Has he ever done anything successful in his career? Uh, he's probably farted without sharding himself a couple times. I mean, no, like seriously, like, like as a GM, has he done anything good in anywhere he's been? Was he the one that made the trade to bring Kevin Fiala to Minnesota? I'm not sure. No, I think that was, um, it wasn't Garen. It was the guy between him and Garen. Let's see. It was the guy he like, he like got fired because he was like, being an asshole to everybody or something. Uh, Fletcher brought him Parise and Sutter. Did he really? Yeah. And look at how that turned out. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're in cap hell because of that there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was... Well... That's also due to the buying them out, which I guess I get why Bill and Garen did it. It was the smartest thing to do. It was. He had his hands tied, but still. He also got himself into that situation. Yeah, it still really sucked. Oh, here's the smartest thing that uh, Chuck Fletcher did in Minnesota. He traded the fifth round pick from the Boston Bruins to uh for the fifth round pick of the Minnesota Wild, and he drafted Kapril Kaprizov. There you go. Well, there we go. He did something good. But, like, at the well, expense of the Boston Bruins. I mean, has Kaprizov been allowed back into the U.S.? Okay, I'll look for something else. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> the Kaprizov thing, so apparently him not being allowed back in the U.S. isn't because, it's because of the visa thing, but it's also because of the, his port of entry he's choosing. So apparently yeah. what you have to do is you have to go through Sweden, Switzerland, or a European country. And yeah. he, he was trying to go through Dubai or the Caribbean. Oh. Yeah, if he would have just went through, like like Liam said, Finland or Sweden, or so, he would be fine. But now because he's tried twice, he's on a – he's probably tagged on this, or being watched or whatever. Yeah. Well, no. What what happened was it wasn't even like the U.S. the U.S. government that wasn't letting him in. It was like the Caribbeans weren't letting him leave the Caribbeans, and then Dubai wouldn't let him leave Dubai. Yeah. Exactly. So, he'll probably have to go to Europe from Dubai or something like that, and then fly out of Europe. But also, I feel like Russia might have something to do. Might be interfering with that secretly. Well. No conspiracy theories here, please. No, no, no <laughs> yeah. none at all. But I mean, like, look, look, yeah. at look at the Flyers prospect, right? Like, what's his name? The the goalie. Uh, I was going to say which Flyers prospect because there's two now. Oh, there's two. Is there two now that are stuck in Russia? Yep. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like this season, especially, like, in, you saw it in the draft, teams aren't drafting Russian players. And I feel like this season, we're going to see it when the season's getting closer. There's going to be a lot of Russian players trying to come over and they'll be stuck in Russia. Because crazy man, crazy, right? I feel like if you have a Russian player, bring him over as quickly as you can and get well, him it, over here or keep them here. Yeah, and, and like, like with Montreal too, one of the reasons that why they traded Romanov, which uh, I hate to say it, but he's Russian and they're trying to get rid of all the Russian I think players. what's going to happen is Putin saying – if you want to play hockey professionally, you're going to play it in Russia or else we're going to enlist you in the army because you're not playing hockey in another country. Yeah. Right. I think that's pretty much Putin, kind of what's going on. Putin has never liked losing players to North America. That has always right. been a huge issue for him that players leave and come over. So I'm sure here. seeing Kaprizov, you know, like after coming off a season like he's had with all the contract disputes and whatnot, and even starting in the KHL, right? Like, I'm sure he wasn't too happy that he's trying to now get back, you know? Yeah, well, that's like, the main reason why they took the Flyers goalie, because he was, I think, I think I read that he was the third best goalie statistically in the KHL last year, and he was leaving to come over here to Philly, and they were like, yeah, no, we're not letting this happen, and we will find so made up BS to make it so it doesn't happen. And like, what's crazy too is like, so there's some Russian players who have stayed in North America and like who live here full time now, like yeah. uh, Evgeny Malkin. Like he he lives in Florida. Uh, 
it's funny that it's happening to Kaprizov because a couple weeks or a couple days before it all happened, I read that Bill Guerin begged him to go to the uh, to go to Bahamas or somewhere else. Just don't go back to Russia. And now yeah. he's now all this stuff is happening. Or another guy who stays here year round is Panarin for obvious reasons. Yes. <laughs> he is not. He's not very well liked in Russia. He probably has like a death warrant on his hair or something. Uh, I could see it. Especially the fact he spoke out against Putin multiple times. So, which hey, if, maybe if <laughs> I want to say if more players did that, it might help get through to him. But I don't. It, well, because the thing is, he there's, he there's looks no, at there's no there's no getting through to him. No, it, there's not. Yeah, and, but, and the and the fact is, he controls media over there, so which he no. does. But he looks at athletes, guys like Alexander Ovechkin and Evgeny Malkin, as high, high like exports. Yeah, like exports. he 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 looks at them as prestigious. He like they they are Russia to him. Like he yeah he holds them to a certain level. So. But yeah. I, mean, I bet you, I'm willing to bet Ovechkin, as soon as he beats Gretzky's goal record, he goes back to Russia. Probably. No. It, it depends on the war, honestly. That's what's yeah. going to go. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get into too much into politics. But Not to piss off thing. any Russian fans that we have out there. Yeah. We love you. I'm sorry if you can even listen to us anymore after being banned by everything. Yeah, but, so that's, yeah. Our, that's it. Everybody, thank dropped. you. <laughs> thank you for listening to us. We love you all, and we will talk to you guys in a month. We're taking the rest of the most of the summer off. We'll be like having a few episodes here and there, but nothing consistent till next season. So, have uh, a good off season, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you in the fall. Peace.